Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter. My name is George Scandalis, and we've got another 15 minutes of hot business advice for you. I've got the coaches here. They're ready to get going. We even have Lisa's little puppy. You can't see her, but I can see her. And I just said that, and her ears pricked up. It's really cute. You guys are missing out not being able to see us. But we're so happy that you're listening to us, and we love all the reviews and everything you've been telling us. So thank you. But let me introduce you to our coaches. I've got my main man, my partner, my work husband, my work wife, depending on how he's, you know, being mean to me or not. It is Nathan Strom from the Revenue Doctors. What's going on, Nate? Having a good time, George. Looking forward to uh, Vegas this week. It's going to be so much fun. I hope you remember it. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what, what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. Right? You know what, Nathan? I'm not going to believe it because I've got a hot couple coming from the U.S. That's all about <laughs> taking pictures of you that are going to ruin your career. We've got Nick and Steph Tverdick, the power couple from the U.S., business owners, business moguls, everything in between. How are you guys? Awesome. Love seeing you guys. We miss you and we don't see you all week. Yes. You know what? I just realized, Steph, we're going to meet for the first time physically in person in Vegas. It's kind of wild to think about because we see each other so much on camera. It's, it's, I'm excited. I can't wait to give you a really inappropriate hug in front of your husband. (laughs) Oh, I love it. (laughs) Don't don't worry, Steph. In his defense, I gave him one when I met him, too. He did not tell me that. (laughs) All right. And the one that's suffering from the most FOMO because she's not going to be in Vegas, which I don't know what happened there. We should have found a way to get you there. We've got Lisa Krause, the bitchin' beautician, bitchin' about not being in Vegas this week. Hi, baby. Hello. Yes, I am having a serious case of FOMO and I I can hardly stand it. I'll be living vicariously through all of your social posts, though, and sending you love from Edmonton. Okay. Are you a gambler, Lisa, at all? Well, no, only in relationships, not with money. (laughs) How many relationships have you had? Well, that's going to be a whole entire podcast we'd have to dedicate to, but I will I will say I have had a few engagements. I'm a bit of a runaway bride. That's definitely a podcast. So are we doing yeah. red or are we doing red or black on the roulette table for you, Lisa? Because we've got to Oh, put a I think you better you. do black like my soul. Oh. <laughs> I was gonna go red like your lipstick, but okay. Right. Darker. Darker. You gotta go dark, George. Well, <laughs> if you think of that engagement number, that's what I'll play on roulette. I'll put all my money on that. How many was it? Like 20? <laughs> Oh, am I allowed to say the number she showed me? But am I no. allowed to say ladies and gentlemen, 51. No, no, no. <laughs> Your whole picture froze up right when you threw that number up. So we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because oh, it had a heart attack. Oh, wow. <laughs> Even like the so internet many- slowed down. It was like, <laughs> what? What? We could, we could actually dedicate a podcast to Lisa's dating career. Oh. <laughs> well, it's been quite something. In fact, my dad, for one of the one of the engagements, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to go to the wedding. I'm going to catch the next one. <laughs> yeah. that's oh, crazy. yes. That is a true story. Oh, wow. Sad. Well, yeah. well oh my God. you know, it's a good thing we're not uh, we're not talking relationships here because I don't know if you'd be the best person for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I, experience. I can tell you what but we do, we do learn from our failures. So I think you're doing it right this time around. You've been happy for a long time. You got a wonderful partner there, a great family. So I think I think it all worked out in the end. Yeah, eleventh time's a charm. 
<laughs> That's it. 11, 11 on the roulette wheel, everybody. 11 on the roulette wheel in Vegas. All right. Yeah. Our moderator this week is none other than Steph Tverdick. Steph, you tell me when, and I'm going to start the clock, introduce the topic, and tell us what we're talking about. Awesome. Thank you, George. So this week, we are talking about something that does not seem super glamorous, but it is so important. And I'm really excited to hear what all of my amazing co-hosts have to say. Um, We're going to start with staff meetings. Is there anybody that's just dying to talk today? I'll I'll start. Who wants to go first? I'll go. All right, George. Yeah, might as well. I don't know why people don't like staff meetings. (laughs) this is is a serious thing for i love a good staff meeting i love it for a few reasons one i get to sit down with the entire team which during a typical day that's busy we don't always get to do that and i'm even forced to sit with people i don't like which is good because then i sit with the people i like i sit with the people i don't like but we do bond regardless because something happens there when we're all together you realize there's a few people that are really afraid to say what they mean. So you know who to watch out for at work, number one, because they'll say things to other people, but they won't say it in the staff meeting. And then you also learn what everybody's got on their mind. You also learn if you're doing something that's bothering someone else. You also create an environment where everyone's voice matters. It is a moment to reconnect with the whole team, completely unobstructed by phones, by patients, by appointments, by whatever it is. And I don't understand why people don't like doing this. Like, I've been at places where they don't want to do staff meetings. I'm like, why? It is so important to touch base with your whole team. Also, it's an opportunity for the entire team to sit across management or the up aboves and really push their ideas onto them because there's things they're not seeing while you're in the treatment room, while you're at the front desk, while you're doing all the other things that they're too busy doing high-level stuff they can't really notice. And you working in the field there is important to let them know that, guys, this isn't working or this is working really, really well. We should put more focus on this. Lastly, I think it's important to touch base on people that are doing a great job. Things in the office that need improvement. Maybe there's something that you've noticed or heard that you don't feel comfortable saying directly to a coworker, but you can bring it up in the meeting or you can tell management and management brings it up in a meeting without being descriptive of who it is that's doing it, et cetera. And problems can get resolved. I think staff meetings are imperative. And I also think we should talk about the frequency of staff meetings once a week. It is not excessive. It is just the right amount. I mean, more than once a week, unless you're covering two different things. There's one clinic I'm working at right now. The entire the clinic, as far as staff go, um, meet on the one day. And then three days later, the entire clinic with management and execs and everyone meets up for another secondary staff meeting. And I can tell you it has been the most productive thing they've done because it's a touch base with task lists task lists handed out at every meeting. You're giving everyone homework to make sure the place is running smoothly, properly, efficiently and at the level it should be. And that way everybody has a say. They have a say like whether it's promotions or um cleaning schedules or how to answer the phone etc. Everybody gets their opinion heard. And I think that's the most important thing about staff meetings. You're giving a voice to every single person you work with. I love that. I love that. I think that's great, George. And I also love like something that you mentioned that I think definitely happens is sometimes, you know, whether it's your front desk or, you know, your um, treatment specialists, 
you lose that connection between the front office and the back office or management and the front office. And so that's a way to connect. And I think that's so important. A hundred percent. Lisa, what are your thoughts on staff meetings? I agree with George. I think for frequency, they need to be once a week. And I, I think you can make it fun. I know that there's a lot of people that are dreading staff meetings for, for the exact reasons that George stated. And I think if you make it fun, I think, you know, management or owners can cater it, bring in some food. Um, I always like to do it over a lunch period uh, so that we kind of extend that and book off that time where we can get together because it is important. And I think that it brings everyone together from a camaraderie side of things where it gets everybody on the same page. And I think that communication piece and the inner workings uh, of the clinic rely on that being a key pillar is communication. And I think it's a great time at least once a month to do a SWOT analysis, which is strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. I think that is great to do as a team. I think it's great to do as individuals and really to make sure that you, you know, there's so many different opinions. And I think sometimes if we encouraged our team to speak up more, uh, they're going to feel more valued. They're going to be feel more appreciated and they're going to feel more heard. And so I think staff meetings are absolutely imperative. Uh, but I think that is also um, time where I believe the staff should be either a lunch to be catered. The staff should, it should be a paid working lunch because that's the team that's getting together and working for you. So as an owner, uh, I would highly recommend having that be a paid lunch and, you know, bringing some food in and, and you don't need to bring food in every week. You could bring in food every two weeks or every month and then just have people all eat their lunch together. But I think it really is important for team bonding and setting yourself up for success. The more ideas that are thrown around and out of the box and well, I didn't think of that. Uh, it's not always, you know, you're not always airing uh, laundry and grievances. It can really be a great team motivator to reignite some passion. A hundred percent. I love that. Nathan. Yeah. Well, I, th I think we live in a world right now where as families, we don't have dinner enough at dinner time, right? We don't sit down with our kids. We don't have dinner. And I, I think this is the same thing with, with staff meetings in, in any business setting, not just our industry, but I think every industry. And I think a staff meeting once a week is is perfect from a frequency point of view. And we need to do it because when you're working with people, you become family, right? You sometimes see the people you work with more than your wife or your husband and kids or partner and kids. So I think it's, it's so important. Um, I like to have them in the morning, because I find that if you have them at lunch, there's always someone that gets tied up with a patient or someone who's caught up with whatever it is and they, they don't make it. And I think it's really important that everyone is there. So if you, if you do it first thing in the morning, um, there's no excuses for people not to be there before the clinic opens. You have one morning where you may, a week where you may just start a little bit later. And as for, as for staff getting paid for it, well, if you create a good culture as a business owner, you're not going to mind paying for their time while they're doing it because it's going to be a meeting where you're going to get great ideas for the clinic and it's going to help increase revenue for your clinic because having a staff meeting talking about what I like to call the good, the bad and the ugly just makes you a better unit. It adds to your clinic culture, it adds to everything. 
The other thing I love about doing at staff meetings is share the leadership of it. So it's not always the same person that's talking. Um, always involve other people in the clinic that are bringing different topics into the staff meeting that work with their profession. And once you start doing that, I think people start to enjoy it as well because you're empowering your staff and you're giving everyone an opportunity to have a voice about what's important to them because our clinics are like sports teams. And if the right winger doesn't pass the ball to the left winger in a nice way, the left winger's not going to be able to do their job to the best of ability. But it's also important that that right winger has a chance to talk about how hard it is to pass that ball so the left winger understands that situation as well. So I think um, staff meetings have to happen, and it goes back to everything we talked about through in every single podcast, and the staff meetings can help add to, to everything we do talk about on our podcast, really. That's all I have to say, really, from my point of view. I love that. I love your analogy about the family dinner being, you know, similar in relation to your staff meetings. I mean, that to me puts it all into perspective um, because you do, we really do spend so much time with these people every day, more time, you know, than we are often with our families. So I love that. That's awesome, Nathan. All right. My husband, what are you going to do? Here we go, Nick. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I... I'm really actually passionate about this. I I think it's crucial for people to have regular staff meetings, depending on uh, what your clinic is capable of doing. I love having them once a week and it is really hard to do sometimes, especially um, in your busy season. So being clinic owners ourselves, um, I, I understand that. So you clinic owners that aren't doing it, especially in your busy season, that is the most important time for you to make sure that you're keeping everybody on the same page. So um, it, yes, it might cost you in the short term, but long term, you're going to pay dearly if you're not keeping your staff and your culture all on the same, all on the same page. But what I really like about it is one of the main majority pieces that everybody in your building should have is excitement for what the patients are doing, excitement for what new you were bringing on or whatever, whatever procedure or service that you're excited about that has the highest revenue base or something that's new. Like we're bringing on a new technology. And one of my main goals right now in the next couple of weeks is to get everybody fired up about it. Um, right. We're also bringing on um, uh, another uh, software company that's really going to help us with memberships and things like that. I'm like, really excited about doing that. So it's automated. If you are not having staff meetings to keep your staff all engaged in what you want them to be excited about, that's when it things can go go sideways. That's when the culture can kind of get screwed up because we're not all on the same page. And as business leaders, we need to definitely drive that. We need to make sure that we are guiding our staff towards that energy, keeping that excitement going in the right direction. It's not always easy, but making sure that you're having these staff meetings regularly and keeping everybody up to date on what you want them to be excited about and to focus on on the business side is really, really important. I really like what everybody here has said. Obviously, no one's going to argue or have a uh, conflicting view that we don't, we shouldn't have staff meetings, but I can't tell you how many clinics don't. And, and I understand why I get it right. Because we look at it and you're like, well, we can't take that time off of the schedule, but at the same time, it's costing you dearly long-term in culture and focus um, and all of that. So that's really 
really how I feel about it. And I'm going to let my significantly better looking and smarter half. Um, and obviously finish this now. First of all, is there ever any topic that he's not super passionate about? <laughs> right? And that's what we love about Nick. He brings the passion. Um, well, I, I absolutely 100% agree with everything you guys said. I don't think it should ever be a question of if a staff meeting is paid for or not. I mean, you have your staff there talking about your business. So you know, I'm sure they would much rather be down the street at Starbucks if given the choice. So I definitely think it should always be paid. Um, the other thing too, is to keep in mind when you start doing them regularly, they get more streamlined. So when you do get into your busy season, you might not need to spend as much time regrouping and getting on the same page as you have available to you in your slower time. So if you get into a good routine and get consistent, they'll get a lot more streamlined and you don't necessarily need to sink in as much time out of your day. Um, the other thing I would like to point out too, is oftentimes for us, it can become a bit of a training opportunity as well, because as you introduce new staff members and new technology, it is really hard, no matter, you know, if you certify your technicians and your staff for whatever service it is, it's a lot of information. And when you have a lot of different services that you're providing, somebody's going to miss something throughout the week, they will have gotten a question that they don't know the answer to. And it's a good opportunity for things like that to come up that you can address. And then everybody hears it and everybody's on the same page. So I a hundred percent agree. I think they're super crucial. We've definitely gone through periods of time where we haven't been so great about being consistent. And I will tell you emphatically, things have fallen through the cracks. Things have started to suffer. And so it will make a huge difference in your business when you start getting consistent with it. It's we. Oh, go ahead, George. Sorry. I do want to touch on one point that we kind of brought up, but we didn't nail exactly on the head being paid for your staff meetings. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Staff should yeah. be paid for the staff meeting. This and, and if you want to do it over their lunch, then you pay them for that time. Yeah. And the yep. reason I say this is a lot of people, including myself, I'm a very extroverted introvert and I need moments of complete decompression. I need to step out of where I'm what I'm doing and just take 5, 10, 15, 20 minutes, whatever it is, and gather myself to be able to finish the day or have a busy afternoon or do whatever I need to do. So a lot of people utilize that lunchtime to be able to decompress and do that. So if they're going to be stuck in a situation where they need to come in and do a staff meeting because it's mm-hmm. mandatory, it is part of their paid hours. And I, I see that more often than not where it ruins people's motivation. They don't want to do a, a staff meeting over lunch because they're not getting paid for that time. No, and this is, for, this is integral to the business. So owners, if you're out there and staff, if you're listening, you can go up to your bosses and say, hey, George from the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter that you don't listen to their podcast because if you did, I wouldn't have to tell you. says that I need to get paid during my staff meeting if it is over my lunch. I'm looking out for you guys, everyone out there. See, Nathan is <laughs> mean one after all. It's just oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, Nick, you, you brought up a great point that I loved, and that's pumping your staff up for new things yes. that are coming in, whether it's operationally or whether it's a new device or a new skincare or – New, some sort of new technology. I really think we should put this down, guys, and we should do a, a, an episode on it because I think we could talk for like three or four episodes on that. What do you guys think? Love Absolutely. it. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. Well, Looks like we are just about out of time. George, you want to close it out for us today? That was I, a good episode. I think Ooh, it was a nice, quick yeah. episode. I think we were we were perfectly on time. 
for once. And um, I will say, lastly, um, that staff meetings are incredibly important. Look, even us, we have our we have our little podcast here that's that's a lot bigger than we like to admit. <laughs> you should be listening to it. But uh, <laughs> you know what? We don't have time for staff meetings, but we are chatting all day in a WhatsApp group, which is our version of a staff meeting. So we take the time to regroup and we're not even a fully functioning business. I cannot see why somebody who's making money would not want to take and dedicate that time so that every voice can be heard in the clinic because it is so important, including management right down to the person that's that's that's, you know, at the front desk or the cleaning staff or the physician assistants, whoever it is, everybody has a voice that needs to be heard. Staff meetings are a great opportunity to get the message put across, let people know what's happening in your clinic, pump them up as Nick Tverdick says, but don't forget to pay them if it's over lunch hour. That's me. Well, you had a second go at this podcast. Well, yeah. <laughs> I can keep talking. Yeah. I can keep talking. Yeah, I can keep talking too, Nick. Yeah, but you know what? We, <laughs> need to, we need to put a cap on the... We need to put a cap on George. You know, here. I, I always like to tell people that Steph runs the show and I run around in it, right? <laughs> we need to get we need to get a t-shirt made we with, do. with that we quote do. on. Yeah. And 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 my my gorgeous, beautiful better half. Yeah, we're gonna need the front and back of the shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we might we might need six or seven different shirts. I would totally yeah. wear one with like uh, leather leggings and a blazer. That's the yeah. Graphic T Nick. I think when we're together. Who's the Nick and who's the Steph? <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? You know what? I think we. I think we go, have our moments of being both. To be honest. Okay, I'll, I'll accept. I'll accept. <laughs> Look at George's <laughs> face. I'll accept. I'll accept. He's like, what's he gonna say? All right. Well, listen, guys, if you want to know what my face looks like or any of these faces, all you got to do is follow us on our social channels. So follow the hot couple, the smart couple, the successful couple, the power couple, as they become known on the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter, Nick and Steph Tverdick. That's Nick Tverdick and Steph Tverdick. Of course, follow Lisa Krause at The Bitchin' Beautician and Nathan Strom at Nathan Strom. Don't forget to follow at The Revenue Doctors. And to follow me, all you got to do is head over to the underscore skin underscore guy. Thank you for listening. We've got another hot topic next week. Is next week a wild card, kids? Yes. Yeah. Because yeah. I've got a ton of requests for episodes. Do you guys have requests for episodes? I've got a few, yeah. yeah. Okay, so why don't we why don't we open the next one with all the requests that have come in? We'll still do a wild card so people know that we are listening to them. We are getting the requests. And for those of you that are listening to this bit, send more in. We love them. And they are going to get all covered over the next few weeks. This is the Aesthetic Coaches Quarter, your best 15 minutes of your day, evening, night, next day, future, your past depending on what episode you're listening to. And we're coming at you with more hot and spicy business advice to make sure you are as successful as possible.